Welcome back to the UNCD Tab, Back to Black and White podcast. My name is Daniel Anigar and I'm live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And today we have a big podcast. This has been in the works. Unfortunately, we had some flakes, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we'll hold it against them in the, in, the, in the future and that's what they'll be known for. But anyways, we got a good cast. We got a good crew and we'll go down the line. This is no particular podcast. I think, uh, again, this is all credit to... Uh, Mo Mohammed, thank you for uh, lining this up and you know getting all these guys in line because it, again it is difficult. Um, but let's get the let's do a little bit of a roll call. We'll go uh, top to bottom. Um, name pronouns. Um, what what isn't going to offend you? And uh, affiliation. What club you're affiliated to? <laughs> <laughs> let's go let's go uh let's go obviously we'll go by handle just so everybody knows obviously we'll start with mohammed first at mohammed garib uh i've been on the podcast before so i have you i've been introduced (laughs) yeah (laughs) but uh uh what am i supposed to say (laughs) whatever you want introduce yourself to the world my friend obviously i know like you said you've been on the podcast before but yeah but uh should you talk about how we started supporting Juventus or what? I mean, for the guys that haven't been here, that would be perfect. Uh, if you so, want, you uh, can go kind of a little bit back into it if you feel like it, uh, Mo. It's uh, up to you. First of all, I'm not going to use pronouns because uh, it's mentally ill <laughs> people use that. Anyway, uh, uh, I'm from Lebanon. <laughs> That's all there is to say. And, uh, Beautiful. Unfortunately, I support Juventus. I wish I told them. <laughs> That's awesome. Perfect. Short and sweet. I love it. <laughs> okay, Angelo, let's go. I know you've been on as well. But obviously, at Wales Golf Madrid, why'd you pick the handle? And when are you going to change it? Because... Um, I chose it because I like Bale. <laughs> I don't think I asked you that last time when you came on. Nope. And so there we go. Pronouns, if you put them in your bio, you're fucking. Well, I just want. I want to. I just want to make sure because I don't want to offend anyone today. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got our next guest, obviously at Luigi with how many underscores? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I don't even know. But uh, when I made it, I, I couldn't remember. I think it's something like six or seven. But um, maybe I should change my handle too. But uh, yeah, six or seven. Yeah. Well, I told Anto, who is unfortunately not here, I said, get rid of that. I'm tired of fucking typing these numbers in every time I got to fucking do a, uh, a cover. <laughs> for real. So let's get some, act- let's get a fucking real name for uh, for starters. But anyways, no, Luigi's fine. I mean, like I said, it's... Uh... Yeah, it's pretty basic. You know, I've, it's just always been my handle. So, you know, I've, I've had Twitter for a while. I've never changed it. So, you know, I just, I don't know. I figured I'd keep it that way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's my first time on the podcast here, so I think I'm a bit more uh, of a traditional Juve fan than most of the people that come on here. You know, I was, uh, not not I'm not trying to hate on anybody, but you know, it's, you know I was uh, I've been following the team since since I can remember. You know, my earliest memories of watching you know football were like the 2002 World Cup. And then, you know, like that following season with Juve when they had Nedved. So, I mean, you know, my dad was a Juve fan. My grandfather was a Juve fan. So, you know, in Italy, you know, you, you get that from the very beginning. It's right. kind of instilled in you. 
Exactly. So, you know, I just, I, I kind of followed along in the footsteps of, uh, of what was laid down for me. But, um, yeah, no, I've always been a UV fan through the ups and downs, through Calciopoli, you know, through all the bullshit, the banter, you know, whatever, you know. So, you know, I'll always be here. You know, I'm one of those dudes that <laughs> no matter what happens, like, I'll always be behind the club. So, that's a little bit about me. But, uh, yeah. Where are you from, bud? Where are you from, boss? I'm uh, so I was originally born in Italy. I was born in uh, around the Piacenza and Parma area, so in like Northern Oh, beautiful! Italy. Yeah, beautiful. it's a very nice place. Very nice place in Italy. Very good food. You know, good scenery. So, and uh, now I'm located in Chicago, Illinois. So we moved. Uh, me and my parents moved over here when I was young. So, oh, awesome! Had, yeah, I moved uh, here when I was about seven or eight years old. So, beautiful. It's so been we- a while. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So we got it. We got our local Texan who's is duly now changed to his his typical uh, Holland uh, image <laughs> <laughs> from uh, Reggio Emilia, and then obviously Mo from uh, obviously originally from Le- or Lebanese, Lebanon. who's who's living in Kuwait, correct? Yeah. You're still there. No, no. Yeah. I've, I've never been to America. And the only European country I've ever been to is Italy. Maybe Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, you, made the- you made the right choice, like uh, Max was gonna say. But uh, yeah, guys, let's uh, let's get into it. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you guys actually showing up today, and uh, let's 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 see let's see how this thing goes. So again, uh, if Andrew oh. decides to uh, join, yeah, in we'll get him in. We'll get him in. We'll get him in. If he if he if he decides to wake up from his slumber, we'll uh, we'll get him on here. So that's no big deal, guys. Um, Anyways, obviously, I think I know what uh, I think Mo's position is, but we'll get the we'll get the newbie, we'll get the new guest. What are your thoughts on UV just generally so far in the season, um, up until this point? If you want to talk about players, you know, tactics, whatever, just kind of a general brief brief for all of us to see how you feel right now. Me? No, go ahead, Max. Want to um, yeah. So I guess I'll I'll start. Uh... So this season, I guess, um, I don't know, I'm a big Pirlo fan, you know, and I know he's got a lot of haters and stuff, but um, I kind of want to see him do well with the team. So, you know, I know he's he's got a lot to learn, obviously, but um, I think he hasn't had the worst start possible, if you think about it. Right. Because, I mean, Juve, Juve started slow. You know, they've had seasons where they've had to rebuild and kind of start slow again, like 2015, 2016 like this jersey this season like Juve were sitting in like third or fourth by Christmas so and then really turn it around so I mean he's got he's still got a lot to do but I don't think he's doing like a terrible job you know I think he's doing a decent job for for like his experience so I haven't been too displeased with the team I'm pretty happy with the team honestly other than you know a few like nags but you know, nothing, nothing, nothing too out of there. I know most smiling over there. So I, I think he knows what I'm talking about because <laughs> I mostly only complain about one thing, but <laughs> no, I've been pretty happy with the season so far, you know, first in the group for champions league, we got a new coach. We got a lot of young players in this year. I think it's kind of a rebuilding year and uh, you know, I think we'll still be able to win some trophies. So I'm, I'm, I'm overall pleased with, with how the season is going so far. I know a lot of people aren't, but personally, you know, I'm, 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 I'm feeling all right about it. So, 
Awesome. That's great, man. Um, yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's go from one end to the other. Uh, Mo, let's let's hear it, man. What, what are your thoughts this year? <laughs> uh, it's actually not as bad as you guys expect. Like, <laughs> for example, uh, Pirlo, I like him. He was actually he's actually my my favorite player of all time. But he's not my favorite manager of all time. <laughs> but I can't necessarily blame him. Like, for example, we don't have world class players. Only mm. Cristiano. Maybe Chesney and Jericht. That's it. Like our, our best player is Quadrado. That's that's how that's how bad the squad is. So uh, I think that okay, maybe Pirlo has some. He has some. Uh, silly, commits some silly mistakes like late substitutions. Like he subs on Bernardeschi when we're losing. Yeah. Or a defender. But I think that he's not the main source of problems. I think it's the squad itself and the management and how they dealt with it. Also, in terms of like financially, when you get a free player, you don't like. No offense to Ramsey, okay, he's a he's like he's he's being he's good so far, but you don't pay him for 100k a week because yeah. that's basically yeah. so basically you're just paying 50 million anyway. You just well, exactly million, yeah. Exactly. So what's the point of the free transfer if you're gonna pay him uh, high wages? And he he doesn't he doesn't even play. He's like most most of the time he's injured. But uh, I think that yeah, the main problem is with the squad. Like for a club, for a club like UV, a world-class club like UV, this is disgraceful, and uh, they need to improve. <laughs> but I think Pedro can do so well if if, the, if he gets the players they want. Except for Kiesa, uh, I like I, the only mistake he made was choosing Kiesa over Awar as well, because I read some report. I don't know if it's true or not that he actually chose Kiesa over Awar. So okay, I wish we had Anto on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish we had Anto on this podcast. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that's the only. Uh, that's how I feel. But so far, uh, it's, at, it's at least a slight improvement from last season, despite us third place being. Third place. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think there's there's again. I think you made some really good points, uh, Mo. Um, again, I agree. There's there's we're not we haven't been perfect yet at all, uh, and haven't been perfect for a while. So. Again, we'll see what happens. Angelo, what are your thoughts since the last time I had you on? Oh, I think Pirlo is doing an okay job. A couple of days ago, I called him an ape. And then... Uh... <laughs> and then Barcelona <laughs> happened. <Yeah. laughs> Dude's an ape in City, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> oh. I know what's going on with Pirlo. He's making like our shitty players super good and making Dybala look like shit. Um, I don't know. Fair point. Very triggered by that. <laughs> That's a fair point. Um, what about McKenny? Is your favorite player? No. What? Oh, he's, I... from, he's he's from your uh, your hometown there, right? How, how's that from my hometown? <laughs> Weston McKinney from Reggio Emilia. <laughs> yeah, Weston McChicken, bro. McChicken. Yeah, I got to laugh at that one. That's a. Oh. That's a, that's a beauty. But we'll get into, obviously, the, the Juve-Barca game. So, guys, what, do you, what were your thoughts? Obviously, uh, a huge win. Shocked the hell out of me. Um, I think in the second half was a little bit over. over like, again, usually I'm, I'm, I'm riding the wave of Twitter during the day, during work. I don't get to watch these games. So, uh, it seemed like it was a flawless game. Then I went to go back and watch it. And 
the second half, we were sitting back a lot. Um, but what are your just initial thoughts? Obviously, again, it's still a very positive result. Can I start? Yeah, go ahead, bro. Bro, uh, <laughs> you seem start? anxious. You seem like you want to get out or so. Let's. It's all I you. Want, uh, I want to promote my agenda. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Morata hasn't done anything against decent teams, <laughs> as we have seen so far. So uh, I think it's just uh, uh, he's all right. I'm not gonna say he's terrible. He's just very overrated. But anyway, as for the Juve Barca game, it's probably the only good game we've had so far. Even though, I would agree. even though we've scored two goals by penalties, I'm not saying. Uh, I don't know. Like I would have expected more, you know. But uh, that's that's a great first step. I think that's just the beginning of something big. That's what I think. I hope so. Also. Yeah, that would be uh, good. Uh, I'm reading uh, verses from my holy books, uh, so we don't get jinxed like every. Uh, <laughs> every <first half>. <laughs> hey, <laughs> whatever you got to do, bro. Whatever you I, have I to think, do. I think, uh, I think I'm going to get the Bible and the Torah and read all three. <laughs> then we're covered on all fronts. Yeah. We're Before last, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Who knows? I mean, if you want to read the the, the 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 verses of Confucius, maybe you get into you know Buddhism as well, Hinduism. You got a couple <laughs> more religion. You got a couple more religions out there to to, to hit as well. Uh, but go ahead, Max. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm pretty pleased with how the Barcelona game went. You know, I watched the first half. I watched. I, I didn't get to watch the game because yeah, I was at work. You know, kind of like you. So yeah. I was kind of reading what people were saying on Twitter and then I went back and watched like the 15 minute extended highlight video which was kind of nice but even from that you can tell just classic Juve you know dominating the game in the first and then in the second half coming out like a completely different team I think which you yeah. know it's it's something that it's been there for the longest time you know it's like since I've been watching Juve man it's like either one half they get it right and then the next you know it's, it's faltering so I don't know what it is, but if they can either, you know, uh, two halves like that first half, then I think they could be powerful this season. You know, I think a lot of people are, are sleeping on the team this year, especially in Champions League, because a lot of yeah. different teams are having, are, are having issues, you know, not just us, you know. So, you know, Bayern are tying games, losing games in Bundesliga. PSG, same story. They always got injuries, too. So, you know, I think people are going to be – I think we're going to get farther this year in the Champions League than we have in the last two years with Ronaldo. I really do. Damn. I really, because I think – I think, I mean, first round we got an opportunity to kind of, you know, not get drawn against the top team, but maybe like – unless we get Atletico because Atletico is probably the best team in the league right now. But So that will be a hell of a challenge. But if you get one of those other teams, then we can kind of – go through that and hopefully build on that, you know, cause I think the team's really getting stronger as it, as you know, as, as it builds this season with Pirlo. So, you know, I think there's a lot of room for improvement and uh, you know, I really think they're going to shock some people in the champions league. I really do. You know, it's kind of a bold prediction, but uh, you know, same thing. Uh, it's like the 2015, 2016 season, man, like, doing bad in Serie A at first, then you go into the Champions League and you're playing your ass off. Like, that game against Bayern Munich they lost in the quarterfinals that year, Yeah, I mean, that was that was a robbery. That was a yeah. robbery. Like, that was a, that was a daylight robbery. Like, we had the Morata's best team in the goal, Champions League. Morata's goal wasn't offside, if I remember. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That was a great goal, too. And, and, and Lewandowski's goal. 
he pushed Bonucci, used his hands, he pushed him. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that was one of that that was one of the biggest robberies I've seen in the Champions League. I mean, recently, and I'm not trying to be biased as a UEFA fan. I mean, that was clear as day. And that was really the fa- that was the famous uh, Evra not kicking out of bounds, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was it. That was it. That, and then Patrice Evra still remains one of my most hated UEFA players. I love this I game. <laughs> He's funny for that, but my God, he didn't. I don't know at UEFA, but. Yeah, no, I think I think we're gonna be able to build on on the Barcelona game pretty well and really like roll into our stride because we have a lot of young players right now and they really I think they just need some time to like fit into like the Juve like kind of like way of thinking and like how they play. Yeah, but they they have that mentality like we have strong youngsters like Kulusevski, Chiesa, like those guys are like players that are like men- mentally strong. They already have Serie A experience. Like they they're gonna have that growth you know, so, you know, I think we have a lot to look forward to. Awesome, man. Great points. Uh, Angelo, what about you, bud? Oh, pick up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Juve Barca, what's up? What do you think? Let's get your thoughts. Did you actually fall asleep? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty disappointed with the second half. Usually, we have like a shitty first half, and then we come back in the second. True, half, true. Fucking hitting in in, in the nuts. But... Oh, that's it. <laughs> yep. For yeah. for an Italian, you're one of the quietest Italian. Short but simple. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I can like this guy. I like this guy. I like this guy. Um, No, but for me, I think again, like you said, um, the only thing that I, the only, the only point that I would make as like a devil's advocate is, you know, you look at the way Barca defended was, I would say, subpar. You look at the goal that McKenney scored and two guys follow uh, Ronaldo, which I mean, hey, that's what we pay the guy for to draw defenders. It looked like Pjanic didn't even pick up McKenney either. So it was just like you let the guy free. And for most of that first half, I don't know if they were just shell-shocked from what they saw early, but they um, they def- they were defensively vulnerable multiple times. And again, even their shots on goal, like all kind of, again, good positioning from Buffon. He made some great saves. But uh, I think there was a lot to, uh, a lot to, a lot to yearn for if you're a Barcelona fan, that's for sure. I think uh, there was also a penalty which wasn't counted for us. It was a yeah. handball from a def- I forgot which defender it was. I think it was best. I, I think it was Pjanic. Yeah, they didn't even really look. It was in the first half, right? You're the, that one yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They didn't even really. Reason. They didn't even really look at him. So oh, the meeting has been upgraded by the host and now includes unlimited minutes. Did you pay? I got that message too. Is that what it said? Yeah. yeah. No, I might have said I might have to upgrade. That's probably what it said. No. No, it, it literally no. said nothing. Yeah, so you got a free upgrade, and, bro. Yeah, and we have unlimited minutes. Bro, I got to check my credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you went through. No, no, are you for real? I swear yeah. to God. Yeah, I got it. I swear I didn't touch anything. <laughs> the Chinese just got you, bro. <laughs> bro, they got me. Forza Chi, Forza Chi, everybody. Let's go. He's the best. He's the best president of all time. Yeah, I don't know. I swear to God. Are you, are you for real? You're shitting with me? I saw something no, come swear, up. Yeah. 
I swear to you. Yeah. Okay, well, let's see where it goes then. Let's see if it still goes. Because if it goes past, yeah, I guess. Or No, maybe they're going to back charge me. They're going to say, you owe $600 or else you'll never get to record on this app again. <laughs> they would do something like that. <laughs> but anyways, we'll keep, we'll keep it going. Or they'll say, you can't touch the recording until you pay us. But anyways, we'll keep it going. Fuck it. Let's There's roll with it. I want to say with the Juventus Barca match, I think that both Luigi and Angelo said the same thing. It's about uh, Juventus play good on the first half. Yeah. And end up, uh, something happens to them. Uh, I've when heard, we have a lead, I think, is usually yeah, what it is. Yeah, I, I've, I've, read, uh, I've read a statement which says that in the first half, it's the players that do the work. Then the second half, it's the managers that do the work. Interesting. Okay, that's a good statement. So maybe, so maybe it's the manager's fault uh, every second half. Or maybe uh, I'm just no, promoting my agenda. Be. It could be. It could be. I mean, I, th I think Pirlo definitely needs a little bit more time to get his team under control and, yeah. and just kind of playing the like, way he wants. And, and that's because we have such we're, – we're starting the youngest team we've ever started in, like, I don't know how long. Like, this is the least amount of experienced players we've had in the lineup in line you know, years. It's like like – Okay, I understand. Uh, I understand that uh, like he's okay, he's doing decent so far. But we're we're a, we're a football club. We're, like Juventus is a professional football football club. It's not an academy. You can't just appoint a manager who has the same experience as us. That's true. No, that that's definitely a valid point. That's definitely a valid point you made. I th I no. think a lot of the uh, the a lot of the sub problems are because he's trying to give them a little bit too much of a leash. Because he's like kind of in that player mentality, and I've talked about this a couple times on the podcast already, um, in previous podcasts. That when you have that player mentality, you're almost thinking, okay, no, give him five more minutes, give him ten more minutes, he'll do better. He'll, you know, he'll pick it up. Whereas a coach with his experience says, you know what, that's about that's his day. You know, I I famously look at Bentancourt against um, who did we play before Barcelona? It was. Um, Torino, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no, no. In the Derby della Molle, um, exactly. He was not having a good game. Kulusevski was not connecting with Dybala at all. Um, and again, at halftime, you have five subs now in, in, in this new kind of COVID era, for whatever you want to call it. You got to make those decisions at halftime and not be waiting uh, because that could change your game instantly. And I don't know for whatever reason why he didn't want to play Artur. I still don't know why. Um, but that's something again, subs definitely he's still gotta correct. Um, I find when we get in a horrible groove, like in a game against Fedek Vados, we did not change that. So again, there's lots of stuff to learn. It seems great that we got it right, but again, I still want to see three, four more wins coming up on the trot where we're actually looking good to actually say, Okay, we're improving. If we go back in a game against Genoa, who seems like they're down and out being in 19th place with, I think, six points. Um, again, I wouldn't be surprised if they gave us problems at all. What are your guys' thoughts? Anyone? Uh, yeah, I'll, I guess I can start. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I can definitely, like, see where you're coming from. Juve, especially this season, you know, with the players they have are going to tend to play down to the opposition yeah. they have, I think. But, you know, and that's kind of a trend we've seen the whole season. And, you know, that, that you know, I think that is up to Pirlo to kind of shape shape the players he has a little bit more to kind of overcome these things. 
which, you know, I, th I think he can, but, you know, he's so, he's just such, I mean, this is first year coaching. So it's such a big task for him, I think. Yeah. That he's, he's really doing like the, I think he's doing the best he can right now, like with, with the experience I he think, has. So. I, think, I think there are advantages. Yeah, I, I think there are advantages to this. For example, he's improved certain players like Danilo. Danilo is amazing right now. That's true. Remember last, 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 podcast, last podcast I was hating on him. You remember? Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I can't. My my thoughts on him turned uh, 180 degrees. Like he's really good this season. Quadrado, uh, he plays he plays like a donkey sometimes, but he's actually doing a decent job as well. Yeah. And uh, like he's actually turned a, a few players decent. You know, Bonucci. There's no. Hey, he should, he should there's just no helping. Angelo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you got any? You got any? Uh, you got any uh, comments? Oh, me? No, Angelo. Angelo. I heard actually. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> I love this wow, guy. I love Angelo. this guy. I love this guy. Um. Anyways, we'll get into the group stage next because obviously that's you know the next pressing issue. Uh, we have a bunch of options that are going to be coming up. Um, what are your thoughts on? Uh, I'll give you the teams. Uh, obviously, Atletico Madrid, like we mentioned, someone mentioned earlier, Porto, Sevilla, Leipzig, uh, and Mönchengladbach. So, give me who do you want and why. Let's go, Mo. Start her up. Actually, no, no, no. Let's go, Angelo first. Okay. Who do you want, Angelo? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Aziz posted like a like an auto drawer on uh, Twitter. I did that, and I got a uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. <laughs> oh, okay, that's it. That's an that's an interesting draw, though. I think. Yeah. You know Let's they just go with that. So you go with that's what you want. Okay, Mo, who do you want? Last time I chose uh, last last year round sixteen, I chose Lyon and we got knocked out. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what my choice is gonna have. Uh, what, what are our options again? So we got Atletico Madrid, FC Porto, FC Sevilla. Red Bull Leipzig and uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. I actually don't mind any, any, any actually, including Atletico Madrid. I don't mind really? Any, any at all, yeah. I mean, uh, you yeah, flip, you're flipping your stance before it's like pick the easiest team. Now it's like pick whoever. I don't give a shit. Take them yeah. all. <laughs> the teams that qualified, like, I don't know. Okay, they've done a good job qualifying, but I think uh, it's easier this season. Because last year, Lyon had like really good players, you know? Really, really good players. Yeah, so, I, I, I think, on, honestly, I think this year's, this year, I think it's going to be difficult because you have teams that actually yeah, have experience. Like, yeah, that's my. In the round of 16, that's not going to be an issue. Like, maybe Atletico is going to be uh, the most difficult for us, but we always beat an Atletico. Clip and that. Some someone clip that. that. <laughs> if you're watching, clip that. <laughs> Round of 16 won't be difficult. At Mohammed Garib, tweet it out. <laughs> In it to your profile. <laughs> That's something Angelo would do, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he would. Weirdo threads he makes. <laughs> Anyways, Max, go ahead, bud. Who do you who do you think? I mean, even if you want to, you know bring the discussion if you want to say who's the two would be the toughest or who would be the easiest yeah. and who you, who do you want yeah you know it's you know all those teams are actually not bad 
You know, those are all pretty solid teams. You know, I think the standout is definitely Atletico. Yeah. You know, because I really think Joao Felix is probably like the best player in La Liga right now. I mean, he's having a crazy season. Like, oh yeah, for he's sure. really having an amazing season. He's kind of bringing that team together again. You know, it's kind of what like Griezmann used to do as, as, when he was at Atletico. You know, exactly. And uh, it's it, that's kind of scary, you know, because you got a really powerful forward that's bringing the whole together that can be dangerous. And, you know, we, our defense, I mean, we're going to get scored on. We're, we're yeah. probably, we're probably going to take some goals. So, I mean, it's, that's probably like the scariest challenge for me. And, you know, that if we get drawn up against them, I mean, that'll be a tough game. You know, that's going to be like a bloodbath. Hands down. But, uh, that's going to be a war, but uh, classic Juve Atletico, just a war. Like, <laughs> But, yeah, uh, yeah, like that group stage, uh, yeah. which was like literally no goals. Um, yeah. I think it was like one one was like the, the the aggregate over over the two games in the group when we had them. I think that was when we had those ugly ass lime green Nike jerseys. Um, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like fourteen fifteen. I want to yeah. say fourteen fifteen. Uh, yeah, on. fucking. Ugly ass. I don't know what Nike was doing that year. Um, out of all the jerseys they made were beautiful, but they had to come up with some bullshit yeah, color that, scheme. That green one was bad. <laughs> yeah. But the but the home kit was actually is actually my favorite. Oh, exactly. I agree hundred yeah, percent. <laughs> the blue kit was actually kind of nice too. That's why I, I I did not know why I think Roma got like a all brown um like Galatasaray had an orange one which I guess is not horrible some club had like a pink like Barca. just just pink and then yeah, there was Barca. I think Atletico did they have one yet I can't remember maybe they weren't with but yeah it was just an awful um, stupid yeah. uh, something like Adidas is doing like these stupid like oh let's make five kits for all the same and we'll change them slightly for all of the big clubs because we have no creativity uh, but that's for another day uh, but for me again I, I think spot on Atletico is going to be the toughest game the yeah. tough part about them is they can they've got their mojo back you know they're first in La Liga I think with a game in hand, a few points. So they've been playing really well. I've been watching them because um, yeah, I'm a you know closet fan. But yeah, um, actually, if you actually if you actually think about it, there's no competition in La Liga right now. Both Madrid and Barcelona are in a terrible situation. Oh, yeah. for sure. But I mean, you got you got some good teams there. Like you got Sociedad, who's in second place. They got a stud in Yarzabal. Yeah. Um, like I said, Atletico's playing phenomenal. And again, they play in that four-four-two, so you know they're going to be solid defensively, especially in a, under a team with Simeone. But so yeah, that's what uh, that scares me. And then again, like I said, I think this is the most even uh, set of opponents that we could get. I don't think you could say that anyone is barring. I would say Atletico's your top, and maybe Mönchengladbach is your your bottom, just because they have the least experience. But look what they did. I mean, they beat Madrid. They they took some points off some off of Shakhtar, who's a perennial, you know, Champions League team. Um, and then obviously they were playing against Merda as well, which is you know <laughs> not a shocker. But so again, look, you get it, you get matched up like a team. Obviously, we beat them in the past. RB Leipzig again, another team that's what if they get that 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 young kid Dominic in the in the in the winter window that changes things because he'll get to play. 
Sevilla. I mean, perennial Europa League winner, um, Euro- European experience. They've beaten teams that you'd think. And then Porto, again, I've, I didn't really watch them this year, but um, again, it's a pretty solid team, the Portuguese champions. So, again, I don't know. I, I, I think this is uh, – there's really no – out maybe like I said, Munchenglaba, and I, hopefully the club can prove me wrong, and they just slaughter one of these teams. But I don't know from what we've seen against Ajax, from what we've seen against, obviously, like you said, Mo from Lyon. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm I'm always holding my uh, breath with this team. Obviously, well, I, don't think, I don't think it's going to be the the same as the previous seasons because we because. Uh, uh, last season, they were actually, you know, you could actually see how good yeah. they were. Like, actually, the, I think that this season, everybody had easy group stages. For example, uh, who, qualified even. In, who qualified in Inter's, uh, wh- which one was Inter's group? Well, Madrid, they went through his top. Yeah, Madrid and Shakhtar and... No, Madrid uh, and uh, Mönchengladbach. And then Shakhtar went to Europe. No, I mean the group stages. Yeah, Madrid. Shakhtar, Mönchengladbach, and Inter. So, and, and like, okay, Madrid was the only hard thing. We know how bad Inter is in Champions League, Antonio Conte. And, uh, yeah, Shakhtar. So, I think uh, all of them qualified is because they had easy group stages, not because they're, yeah. they have talent like Ajax and Leon. I'm not underestimating them, but I, I don't think we're going to eat shit like we did. Actually, talking about that, RB Leipzig actually made it out of a pretty a harder group, I think, because, yeah. I mean, yeah. United, I mean, United still has talent, you know, they can still give you problems. Yeah. And you got PSG and Istanbul, which is, I mean, they took some points off people. Yeah. So, I mean, Leipzig kind of fucking, they, they were kind of an underdog in that group. And they, they, I mean, they made it out. I think I really, I do not want to get drawn up against Leipzig. Well, Leipzig I, always I, got young talent, right? Like, yeah, I man, I think an exception, yeah. they're an exception. they have a, they have a lot of pace. They have it's a very pacey team, which I think could actually like expose our back line pretty badly. So yeah, I mean, Angel- Angelino and and um, what's his name? Dude, they got a few uh, Asian guys too, like the Korean guy, their striker. That guy's really good. I yeah. mean, and they got they got good defenders too, like uh, Upa Mikano and Mukia. Yeah, 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 that's right. So, yeah, yeah. But, I forgot about Leipzig. Yeah, they're an exception. Leipzig, Leipzig, I think, would give us a lot of trouble. I think they would give us a lot of trouble. So I would rather be I would rather be placed up against like Mönchengladbach, I think. You know, I think a Bundesliga team would suit us a little bit better. Yeah, I'd agree. I th- I think Leipzig. that's I think that's the easy choice, right? Yeah, Leipzig would eliminate us, I think. Le- yeah, Leipzig, Leipzig is dangerous, man. They got good players. Look, I think a bunch, like, I mean, Sevilla, they got, I think, Rakitic back. I mean, they've got players. They still haven't really had a a big rotation. So they got guys that have won trophies and and won knockout matches when it's counted, right? So, like I said, I don't know. I I don't even know who to pick. For me, again, it would just be the default Munching Gladbach um, just because, you know, they're the least experienced out of the bunch. And like you said, Istanbul was Exahir was the Turkish champions. Um, so again, that wasn't an easy group, and and you know, it's weird, you know, man, you beat PSG, and that group it seemed like this year had a, a bunch of really even groups, like the, yeah. the, the talent was spread, there was no really group of death or anything like that. So, 
we'll see what happens. And uh, just to, to plug a little bit, I'm going to be doing a live stream, obviously, before and during the, the group stage, guys. So if you want to check that out, join me. We'll uh, shoot the shit and uh, see what happens and see if there's uh, any warm balls or not. <laughs> we'll have to we'll we'll find out after the draw but uh yeah guys so join me obviously on my youtube channel even cities out back to black and white podcast and uh let's make it fun and hopefully a, re- a recurring thing um you know whenever there's some important you know games and stuff like that let's get into a little bit of controversy and i i know this is gonna this is gonna take uh uh some opinions going back and forth obviously in the news follow dibala Obviously, signing a new contract, but also swap for Pogba, Pogba again, maybe. Um, I just want to get your thoughts. Do you think it's possible? Is that what you would like to do? Would you just like to sell Dybala? Would you like to give him a contract? You guys let me know. I think uh, Max and uh, Daniel should stay out of this. It's just between me and Andre. Yeah. Well, I think everybody, everybody knows my opinion, so I don't need to say that. I've said it enough. I've said it enough. <laughs> Me and Luigi yeah, I, versus Mo. I, I, I <laughs> oh boy! To be honest, uh, to be honest, uh, oh go ahead, man. Go ahead. You you let it rip. Look, uh, okay. Despite my feelings for Dybala, I like him a lot. If we're gonna swap him, we swap him with a better player. You don't swap him with a player who's been terrible for five years, who, who's going to demand a lot. True. And by the way, Juventus financially they're struggling, especially after uh, COVID. So. We've seen how he acts when we don't uh, please him. We've seen how he's acting with United. What, 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 what makes us think that he's gonna act different with us? Is it because he's back with us? I don't think so. I think he's, uh, he's not gonna change. He's become far too arrogant. And I wouldn't swap a player who has been terrible for one season and has given everything for us the previous season. So no, I don't want him back, especially after he talks shit about us. Fair point. And I think you could also say too that if we can't afford Dybala asking for 15 million and Pogba's making yeah. 18 million right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't know if it's, we can't afford it, we don't want to give it to him, but anyways. Especially especially over the fact that, wait, is it, is, are we going to buy him or is it, is, is his contract, does his well, contract see, have Again, that's the rumors. Obviously, I'm going to have Max Statman on, so we're going to talk about transfers in the coming weeks and, and I'm going to see what, he, what his take is on, you know, I, there's been a lot of talk, Romeo Gresti, Fabrizio Romano, Again, are we going to – is it going to be a swap? Is it going to be – you know, I don't think United is financially sound either. So is it going to be like an Artur Pjanic deal where you inflate their values to get the plus Valenza? I don't know. It could be that. Is there going to be some money thrown around? Does Man United think it's an even deal? Again, there's there's lots of details, right, to, to work out. It's only kind of been, you know, just thrown around there. Oh, we're going to swap one for the other. I don't know. I'd say at minimum you'd have to do a swap one each and then maybe like inflate it so you can get some, you know, uh, plus Valencia so you're not in the negative. Like I said, if you are going to do the deal, but again, that's all chit-chat and everybody thinks, you know, what Romeo Agresti and all these guys say is gospel. So um, I guess listen to them. But for me, I think it's all to be determined, right? We don't know who's coming, who's going, what money the money situation is like for us. Um, but yeah, let's keep going on with these takes. Uh, thanks for that, Mo. Appreciate it. 
Go ahead, boss. Want to go first? Uh, whoever wants to, whoever wants to, to counter that. <laughs> Take it away, Angelo. I'll follow you up. All right. My, my probably thinks I want to sell Dubala right now, but I'll give him another six months. But like a direct swap with Pogba, I don't think that's worth. We can, we have a bunch of shit players like Bernadeski and Kadira. We can give them. <laughs> what do you mean? Ber- Bernadeski is a world class talent. What are you talking oh, yeah, about? My bad, my bad, bro. Six time Ballon d'Or winner. Shit. He's uh, scored for the national team. I know. <laughs> but like, if we're gonna swap Dybala, I don't think that's worth. We should just sell and get cash instead. But I'm not saying we should sell him right now, okay, Mo? <laughs> like, that's not what you were saying in the group chat. But hey, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Busted. No. <laughs> oh, I don't like Morata. I don't know why. Yeah, why? Like the the guy's oh, banging shit. goals, man. I know, man. And he celebrated. He celebrated against us, and after that day. You know, he was my favorite player. I really, I loved him so much. Even after he left, I was actually watching his match just because he's playing. But after the celebration against us, after he fought with Kirini, tell us. So that's what, that's an Arabic word. It means enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just, uh, I just, I can't like him anymore. Even even if he makes us win the Champions League, I'm still not gonna like him. Because, uh, ah, come on! He humiliated all of us, and then he came back like a dog. Be honest, <laughs> yeah, but he had no he had no choice, though. More okay, but uh, the, the, he had the choice whether to celebrate against us or not. That offside goal, yeah, it was offside, but he still celebrated. Fair enough, but I mean, he's he's been playing with them for a while too. You know, we, like, we made this career, by the way. We I would say, career. yeah, I agree. I'd yeah, agree with that. Yes, yeah. we did. Yes, we did. Definitely. Go ahead, Max. Yeah, I mean, on the Dybala topic. You know, I've always been a man. Like when I was younger, I loved Dybala, man. That was my favorite player when he came to Juve. I was like, this guy's going to be the next freaking Messi. I was like, this guy's amazing. It's like, this guy can do it all. So, you know, I used to be the biggest uh, Dybala fan up until, you know, I think, you know, maybe not so much last year, but this year it's been kind of like waning down on me because like, I mean, he had a good season last year, but the season before that was terrible. I mean, it was a terrible, yeah, I mean, awful, awful, awful. So he comes back, you know, he had an awful season. Then he comes back and has, you know, a good season. And now he's back, you know, like way down again. So it's like, if you're going to be asking for that salary, then you have to have some sort of consistency at that age at, because he's 27 now that you can bring to the table if somebody's going to offer you that contract. You can't just go bouncing up and down like, and I, I I really think his performances have been really poor this year, this season, especially like his positioning, man, like way off. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if it's him or like the coaching modules or how the team is set up, but like, it just looks like he's out of position all the time. I mean, he's like overlapping Quadrado and he's playing as a second striker. So yeah. I, I, half the time I'm like, dude, like, this is not that was here before. I don't know if it's mentally. Or I don't know if he hit his prime already. You know, he could have hit his peak already. You know, I mean, he's had hell of a, you know, great seasons at Juve. So, I mean, it, you know, that's going to be hard to replicate. So, I think, I think it would be, be really hard to give him 
So for you, it would be it would be hard for me to justify Juve giving him 15 million. Yeah. Right now, and and I mean, if we sell him right now, we would probably be able to get a decent amount of money that could be reinvested, you know, into potentially, you know, another top player, you know, or something that can add to the squad, you know, really like complete the squad is what I'm trying to say. Because, you know, okay, so you give Dybala that salary and then, you know, he keeps playing like he is. And then, you know, what do you say? You know, it's like you're stuck with another dude on contract with 15 million that nobody's going to want to take. So so how much on, honestly, how much do you think we're getting now? Uh, uh, like if, yeah exactly we we go to market in the winter how much do you think he's gonna fetch out of and, and again it doesn't matter what team but just yeah. what do you think his value is worth yeah so i think it was like last summer or the summer before where we were getting bids from tottenham and united people were offering like 70 80 million i don't think we're gonna be able to get that much now i no. really don't you know i really don't think nobody anybody's gonna offer that much so i would be had you know if somebody were to come in and was like Look, we'll take them off your hands for like 55, 60 million or something like that. Dude, you wish was like on that. Like on that's like money. We need that money right now. Like these are times where like, you know, it's not like uh, where was flowing right. before we were selling pog before 120 million pounds or whatever, you know, selling players left and right. Like, you know, we have huge players on contract, like Ronaldo, you know. I mean, you know, people gotta get paid. So if we sell him, it would generate, you know, a decent amount of money, which I think we could reinvest into potentially completing the team, you know, a little right. bit more, which I think is, is really like the crucial thing right now. Full box bid. Together. So, yeah. I mean, Sorry? With Piero's formation, I don't think we need full box. I disagree. I, I think we need, I, I think Quadrado is not, is not the guy. He's not a fullback. He's not a fullback. He's not a fullback. I mean, offen- offensively, he's been amazing, and yeah, but I, he's not fullback. Exactly. <laughs> it's, exactly. You know, you can play. You know, it's not. He's not Danny Alves. He's yeah. not gonna go. He's not gonna score you goals, assist, and then come back and you know recover people from thirty yards down. You know, Quadrado's beat, dude. He can't play right back. Like he should be. Like what his position is, he's playing right winger. Oh, exactly. Right exactly. Right he's not playing right back. Like he might be. Like the team should say right back. But yeah. the way he's playing in the team right now is a winger. So well, yeah, he he's so he's you know. higher up than even Dybala. Exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah he's, playing the, he's playing the right wing. I don't and, know. You know, and I think I think I think that is a huge detriment to the team having him that like far up the pitch. Like that's what Kulusevski should be making, like breaking up the pitch. That's what Kulusevski yeah. should be, and you know, linking up with like Dybala. Instead, you already have Quadrado all the way up there taking up that space, and he's there all the time. Yep. And people are like, oh, he's getting assists, he's getting this and that. Dude, he's bouncing in 30 crosses a game. <laughs> like, well, exactly. One of, them, one of them's gonna pop off somebody's head. Like, people are losing their minds over this guy. Oh, he's good. He had two assists. Yeah, bro, he's popping in 40 crosses a game. He's a right winger. Look, you know, so in in, in that good. in that game when we played uh Fetting Vados, I believe it was, and we scored on the last minute, we put in 20 crosses that game, and one of them worked. Exactly. And then people are louding Quadrado after the game, like, oh my God, this guy's so freaking good. He's got all these <laughs> leading a stick kicker in the Champions League. I'm like, dude, you watched this guy play for five minutes. You he should be playing in Serie B. Like, I'm not shooting. Like, well, that's why I don't know who I don't know who's watching these actual like um exactly. like are you are you are you not watching the offense? Are you just watching the offensive end and then going to your phone when it's in the defensive half? Because exactly. 
it's like and also building up play who like probably our worst player building up plays yeah. for drop i mean those short passes those one twos he makes he maybe hits like one out of six the other five times he's, he's giving the ball away people are on the counter and he's so far up the pitch that he can't come back so we're playing down a man on defense so it's like dude we desperately desperately need a fullback that is playing there instead of quadrado yeah so we can have somebody on defense that can build up the play correctly to our offensive players that are supposed to be in that position that can then take over, you know, and fill those spaces that Quadrado is like taking up right now. You know, I think, I think the team would be much more, you know, balanced if we actually had a nice right back in the team, you know, it looks like Mo's gearing up. Let, let's, oh, let's wow. hear from him. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I actually agree with him. Quadrado is a donkey. <laughs> Thank Agree. You know, Thank you. But, but I think we need wing backs to satisfy Pirlo's formation, not fullbacks. Or are they the same thing? I don't know. Yeah, but see, the thing is, you're not you. you if if you're gonna play with that three, you're gonna need guys that are gonna go up. Remember, like remember when we had Licksteiner and when we had Azamoa. Yeah. Those guys would go up and down, and yep. they would uh, by not at ninety minutes they were not even tired. Okay, maybe Licksteiner, you know, once he was getting older. Uh, you know, again, even I can't remember which game it was. I believe it was against Benevento the last time we played Benevento. We had Marquisio in the lineup. We had uh, Lick Steiner on one side. I believe we had Alexander on the other side. And I think we scored like, I think it was like 4-2 or something like that. Uh, crazy game. But again, it's really nice to see Alexandro like fully there. Yeah, I would almost put Danilo. Uh yeah. I'd move Danilo as the right as that right fullback uh, because I've seen actually good things on the offensive side and he's been pretty pretty damn solid. A couple mistakes, but pretty damn solid as a center back. So I I would make that no hesitation. Um, and if that means you can sell Cuadrado because his value's like there, like again, it depends who you got to move, right? Depends what money we need to get, but we need to get rid of some players. We have too many right wing players. Um, when we yeah. brought Chiesa in, I said Bernadeschi had to go, no questions asked, because you have way too many players in that position, and it's just not going to, you're, you're going to be fun. And then, again, well, the only reason we're keeping Cuadrado is because we had him as the right fullback. So, again, that, that, that's why you keep him. But we'll, let's get back to that Dybala kind of talk a little bit more. I want to kind of throw some numbers out before we kind of to dismiss, and then I still want to get your takes. Would you take the uh, Pogba, even if it wasn't for selling? Let's say we could get rid of Ramsey, we could get rid of Bernardeschi to get some money. Would you go that route? Because that's the route I would go. I would I would bring him in. I think being in the Juve squad is you know you have that Juve DNA. He's back, kind of playing in a position. I think that he would enjoy, and he has the players around him. I think we have a pretty solid mid having Artur and having Rabiot play the way they are, even McKenny now contributing and playing well. So I, I think our mid's pretty strong, and now you add him to it, you have a really strong mid going into the knockout stage and the second half of Serie A. Like I said, if we could get rid of Ramsey, let's say Bernardeschi, maybe even Cuadrado, and Kadir obviously get that 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 uh, that that, that salary off the boat. Yeah, fuck get his salary off the books and maybe that opens up a little bit you know maybe you you, you take the english for some money 
uh, on uh, Ramsey and 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 Kadira and possibly even you know Bernardeschi because uh, they overpay for everything and anything. Um, but l- let's see. Would you take? Would you guys take Pogba? Obviously, not having to get rid of DiBala if it was a possibility. No, I wouldn't. Still no. Okay. No, because uh, there are better options than Pogba. Okay, maybe he has a UV DNA, but one the last time he's played like the last time he was on good form was five seasons ago. Yeah. So what? Uh, so what makes us think that he's gonna magic? I repeated that I think, but what is he's not gonna magically become good world class, you know? Yeah. So that's a big risk we're gonna take, especially that we're gonna. Offer him high wages as well, which is something you want to slap right now. Uh, but there are actually better options. There are players like Locatelli and Sassuolo. Locatelli is magnificent. But does he have the big game? So, again, I've discussed this. You know, I got into it with Jake Vinciguero, who's a big Sassuolo fan. <laughs> and, you know, what my opinion was, I'm not saying let's go dive right in. What we, let's look at the options. Let's see who's the best, who's going to take the most salary, and then let's make the decision. I agree. He's having a hell of a season. He's had a hell of a couple seasons. But does he have really what we're looking for? And does he have that big club experience where he's playing five, four, or three times a week and yeah. worrying about the Champions League and facing that pressure and that noise, as well as being a, you know, he's really only just started with uh, the Italian national team as a starter. He doesn't, but he has to start somewhere. True. He has to start somewhere, and I think you have to get him before his price, before another team gets him, and his price becomes uh, high. Because well, I, know, I, th- I think his price is already going to be higher than what it yeah. was, let's say, last summer when apparently we could have gotten him. But um, you know, typical Juve move. Uh, Max, what are your yeah. thoughts on Locatelli? Yeah, uh, I really like Locatelli. I think he could uh, fit into this younger Juve side really quick. Yeah, I think he's a player with uh, a lot of natural grit. He's already been through a lot as a young player. He made it. He you know he made it through the Milan youth ranks, through the banter kind of era. Yeah, he, <laughs> well, he kind of. I mean, he was he was a prominent. You know, people were still like thinking highly of him at the time, yeah. but the prospect. But so I mean, he's kind of been through some adversity as a young player and kind of like reinvented himself as Sassuolo. Kind of brought himself back which is really like a strong character that you want to see and like young players that have kind of like been through that. Cause yeah. some, some players make it through those youth systems and flop and then really like never make it like back up again. But dude, look at Telly. I mean, he's made his place in Sassuolo. I mean, the top of Serie A right now, or second, you know, top four, I mean, they're playing great football. So, and he's got himself into the Italian national team, which I mean, is no joke right now. It's no yeah. joke. It's a good team. So, I think I really think he's got a strong mentality that can uh, really fit in well with the Juve mentality and with this like younger Juve team that we have. So, I mean, dude, if we can get him for like thirty million and get like Kadira, Ramsey, these people with high wages off the books, man, that would be a great replacement. Yeah, we're cooking. Great but what about so? What about Pogba? Would you do it without obviously having to get rid of? I'm guessing you probably would say yes. If you didn't have to get rid of Dybala and, and 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 if we could afford it, right? If like we could make the money work, or yeah, would you, or or do you not want him on the team? I I mean no, I really like Pogba. I really like Pogba, and he's he's some he's somebody that played the best football of his career at Juve, 
and for France, and for France, because yep. the World Cup, so let's not, you know, shit on that or whatever, but... Well, and his stats, I think, are very similar. Even at Man United, I think the amount of goals he scored is about the same as when he was at Juve. Yeah, so I, I think... I can't remember I, who posted that, but anyways. Yeah, I mean, I, I really think, like, since he's gone to United, like, he's received so much criticism, like, from everybody. And then you got... Two year, two or three seasons under Mourinho, was playing him as as the deepest a midfielder in in in, in the squad. Like Dybala. That I mean, yeah, it's like you're murdering the player's potential. <laughs> like, dude, he should be. He's a he's a Medzala slash like Cam. He's not he's not a DM. He should not be yeah. playing DM. Like, oh yeah. His strengths are like going forward, holding up play, and opening up play, like getting past players too, because his dribbling is really good. You know. And yeah. That's, just that's, like. Yeah, no, no, no. That's that's something we're missing in our midfield. Somebody that can beat somebody like one on one right there. We haven't had that since Marquisio and Pirlo and and Vidal and and Pogba left. We had a midfield that yeah. you know could run through you. Oh now, yeah, now exactly. We, you know, now we have people just passing it back, you know, passing it sideways, you know. And, and I kind of like to see a little bit more intensity in our midfielders, you know, people that can go back and you know and forth, you know. Yeah, not not just like an Arthur that's just sitting in the hole, like spraying passes back, you know, forwards, you know. And I really think Arthur is is like ninety five percent useless in the offensive end. Like, I you think really, so. Okay. I mean, I haven't seen him, I haven't seen him play like these like nice passes or anything else like that that people are trying to laud him for. Like, I see him mostly just sitting back and kind of like starting up play. I really don't think he's he's, he's what we need right now. You know. I think I really think we need a much more physical midfield like Rabio and McKenney. Yeah. You know, I I I think they've been great this season. You know, I think they've been I think they should be starting, honestly, every game. You know, you got McKenney has a lot of intensity. He can get it done defensively and he can still climb the pitch you yeah. know, and score goals like you like he's shown, you know. And you know, you got Rabio too, he can get back. And, you know, he's nice and lengthy. He can get past people. You know, he can he sets up play. You know, he kind of scores goals so he can get forward. Like, he's got that intensity. So, you know, I really think a player like Pogba would fit in well with, with you know, what the team is trying to do, essentially. Yeah. You know, I think it would be – it would complement the team. Especially on yeah. the left side there. Yeah, man. We're missing we're missing something there, you know. Which so, is what, he, which what we, really he famously did, right? Being the left yeah. center mid there. And he was always able to just kind of move up. And, you know, he'd have the cover and obviously Pirlo and whether it be Vidal or Marquisio. But he really played well off the left. And, I mean, that's why you saw so many of those bangers um, <laughs> just pushing up and just letting them rip. It's unbelievable what what he was able to do. But, yeah, I would agree 100%. But, again, it's got to work financially. That's that's the thing, unfortunately. That's, might... Yeah, you know, in an in, in ideal world without COVID, you know, and everything else going yeah. on, you know, possibly – could get something like that done if we got certain players with high wages off the book, you know, like Kadira, you know, Bernardeski, maybe a few other deadweight players yeah. that you could bring in somebody like that potentially. And, you know, I, I think it would add a lot to the team, but I think right now, you know, it's just, I think it's impossible. You know, I think is I really think he's going to go to Real Madrid. Well, that's what I, that's what I've actually posted recently is I think we're hearing, you know, even it's funny when he left, we were, there was millions of reports. Oh, he's not going to leave. He's not going to leave. He's not going to leave. He's staying. He's talking to Marco on IFTV. Oh, I'm not staying. I'm staying. Don't worry about Then he goes. Now, all of a sudden, he's coming to Juve. He's coming to Juve. It's done. Swap. 
no swap. We're just going to buy them all right. Literally, I have a feeling it's going to be like on the last day, it's going to be like, oh, he signed for real. Yep. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, what I, the fuck? He's, yeah. he's always said that he's going to Real Madrid. Like, he's been saying it every year, actually, and Manchester United fans are getting annoyed. He's always saying, I would love to play for Zidane. I would love to play for Real Madrid. He says it every year. Well, he wants oh. to go on a second vacation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, fuck himself. <laughs> Angelo, what do you got to think, buddy? Who do you want? Oh, who do you... Why, why, we, why do we have to go for Pogba when there's Awar? He's cheaper and younger. That's a good um, point. That's a good point. We didn't yeah. even talk about him. Yeah, I think I think he'd be, and I like that he's got the Champions League experience, right? That's yep. that's kind of my point of why we still should keep him in, and I think they're all going to be around that same kind of money mark. Maybe I'm wrong. Again, what these clubs discuss, you know. When the final numbers come out, it's all news to us, right? But um, from what's being reported, it seems like they're all going to be around that same kind of 50, 60 million mark, right? So Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Yeah, So it's either LR or Locatelli that we should get uh, in the winter, I think. So, yeah, I was going to get into that next. What what do we need? So you're going midfield then. Yeah, or like a right back. I don't know anybody that's good. Uh, no, I think I it's think tough, what we need yeah. is what we need is uh, we need we need we actually need two things. We need we just need one midfielder. We don't need to buy we don't need to buy three of them. One world class midfielder is enough. Right. We have we have pretty good midfielders like McKinney. He's been pretty good. Arthur has been pretty good. Bentancur is out of form, but we don't have we still lack creativity. We don't yeah. like as much creativity as we want. So maybe I said Locatelli, but I'm saying Locatelli and Awar realistically. But as me, like as a as a player who I really really want is Milinkovic Savic. That's, that's a good show. I think he would be a cheaper option and a much better player than Pogba. He would help us a lot. And also, we have Ronaldo as a forward. We need another one. Like like I said. Okay, my agenda aside, Morata, he's not, Morata is not, we don't need like a Morata type of player. We need like, I bet maybe like, we don't, not necessarily Lewandowski, but we need like a type like Lewandowski. Yeah. You know, like there are many world-class strikers we get. Morata is good, but he's not world-class. And we need to win the Champions League. Don't need to win Serie A. player like Morata is not going to win us the Champions League. Eh? Agenda aside, seriously. Is yeah, but does 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 it does, does, does doesn't he have like the second most goals in the group stage, like six goals? Come on, it's been, uh, you think more than Lewandowski? I was actually shocked that he wasn't in the top of the group stage there on WhoScored.com. Just shows how much they know. They put Messi there, they put Ronaldo there. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I right think right back. I think you guys hit it on that. Yeah, I think it's gonna be tough. Course. I think it's gonna be tough to hit someone, but. We can't uh, depend on Quadrado every time. We can't yeah. because uh, Quadrado, like Luigi said, he's always he's always he, he in every ten crosses, only one successful. Yeah, yeah. Also, also in terms of defensive, he's not a, he's not that good defensively. Just just as forward, we have Alexandro who's good defensively, but he's not good at offense. Well, actually, you know what? This year, I, th- I think he's changed his tune. That's my guy. Don't don't be talking about my guy. Like that. What happened to him? He hasn't been playing. Well, I think your starters come back, right? So, like, I mean, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I think I think he'll get his time. I don't. I, th- I think 
I think he'll get his games. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I know he's not uh, pegged to go in this game, but I think he'll uh, he'll definitely he By should way, be there. I just received news that uh, Dybala starting. Yeah, uh, but I've heard it. You know, I've heard it go back and forth. I'm gonna have my preview with uh, with uh, Daniel Janikas tonight, and um, he's telling me we're gonna talk about it. But I don't know. It's going back and forth. I've been hearing Sky Sports said that he's gonna start. Um, addressed, he also said it. Okay, so that's that's a little bit. Yeah. That's a little bit. I, I know Sky's been wrong a lot, um, but they're always wrong. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go but so i don't know i wouldn't be i wouldn't mind seeing frabot in this game i know skies put alexandro in there um and you know, kulusevsky on the right and Kies on the left but we'll see a uh... right sorry a player who can play as right back and we we don't need to buy anybody at all we just we just need to recall him from general wow <laughs> <laughs> good you can beat that drum again. <laughs> but of course, we have uh, we have monkeys at the management. Uh, that's that's a polite term for them. That's what I think. I agree. I agree, hundred percent, man. I think and, they've uh, they've dropped the ball a lot. What's so special about Quadrado? What's so special about him? I really want to know what's so special about. Quadrado? Hey, he can dance. <laughs> Yeah, he can do a, he can do a he six can. salsa dance. <laughs> do I gotta do I gotta post the uh, yeah that that the when we're wearing those fucking cloud blue jerseys that are just still trash. Yeah. No uh, man, Romero Romero is needed. Romero's yeah, needed. Romero is needed. I think Romero is gonna be a hell of a player, man. Hell yeah, of it's a, like everybody we give away, right? Pellegrini, but we have Alexandro, so. Maybe maybe as a substitute, he's decent. But I still don't get. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I zoned out. Loading, loading. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just want to again. We'll talk, just to finish. Lastly, on Tibal, I know we're talking about hasn't been great. So I just want to throw out some stats there because I just want to prove. My, I got to defend my boy. Fifteen sixteen, which is his first season at Juve. 23 goals total, seven assists, 16, 17, 19, and eight. So again, not hor- best season, 17, 18, 26, wait, wait, wait. and seven. Sorry, I'm going to cut you off for a second. What's up? Angelo, make sure you pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I don't, I don't really care about like the, what the, uh, um, like the past. Like if he's doing shit right now and he keeps being shit and then I don't want him. Yeah, but okay, but if he's playing him like Allegri is, then obviously he's gonna still yeah, be in yeah, shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if if you're not putting, I don't know. Me personally, I I don't think he's getting put in the right position. You see him dropping back. I don't think that's yeah. out of coincidence. <laughs> McKenny's higher than well, him. exactly. Like so. Uh, anyways, then we get into the eighteen nineteen season where he was ten goals, two assists, which was awful. Um, but I think last year, not seventeen goals, fourteen assists. That's huge. Like 14 assists. That's a that's a massive part of the squad. That's 14 goals guaranteed right there. Um adding to his 17, which what does that put you at? 27 31. So I mean it's almost like he contributed to 31 goals that year. Um it's huge. So again, we'll see what happens. I mean, he's only got the one goal this year. Um and it's not looking good, obviously, with Morata playing so well. 
I don't think he's going to get a start, so he's going to have to work his way back. But I, I don't get why, and speaking of formations, I don't see why we have all three on the pitch at the same time. Uh, I don't know why that hasn't been tried yet. Um, what are your thoughts on and what's your ideal formation? How do you how do you want to see? Do you like the 4-4-2 slash 3-4-1-2 or 3-5-2 in possession? Is that okay with you guys? Or how do you want to see this roll uh, down the line? Because I like a 4-2-3-1. That's my personal opinion. But anyways. I think 4-2-3-1 is the best two formation. Diamond. Allegri is diamond. He used to play for uh, four. He has to play four, three, one, two. Okay, yeah. Four, two diamond formation, basically. Uh, we reached the champ. We reached the final, the town 15 with it. So it's actually, uh, it's actually my favorite formation. Just we don't have the proper players for it. That's true. Thing. And we have too many wingers. <laughs> That's a. Uh, no, actually, we can sort that out. We have put Ronaldo on the left. Right. But we can put. I don't know if Dybala. Yeah, Dybala can go as second striker. I don't know if that could work. And Morata up front. As for right winger, maybe Chiesa. Chiesa can be decent as a right winger. But then we have the right back problem. We can put Danilo. But but I remember you you said that um, you you said you wanted Danilo to be moved to right back, right? I will. Yeah, I'd have no problem with that. I think I, th- I think he should stick to centre back. Yeah, he he has never played good. Right back before. I think this is the first time he's ever been center back, and he's having the form of his life. So I think uh, him going to right back is a bad idea. He should stick to center back because I know the I know the way he plays. He's good at defense, but in terms of offense, zero. He's not that good. Yeah, but did he in the um, in the formation? You know, he has to cover that when 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 we had certain players. So he he was, you know, in in possession. Or sorry, without possession, when we go back to a four-four-two, there was times where he was the fullback per, per se, like he was the left-sided, the the, yeah. the left back at at, what, at a couple games at the beginning because we didn't have really anyone to put. So I, I, I and I actually he did have a couple games where he was awful at right back, but there was actually a few games I want to say, I believe it was in Champions League where he had some pretty good games at, as a right back, if I remember correctly. Last year, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, again, to pick games that were good last year is far and f- far and few. Um, but there was a few games where he was pretty key in the right back. But I do, I know he wasn't. Again, when you get a new coach, new system, new kind of confidence, everything changes, right? So I, I, I still wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he continued his good form into being a right back. Again, we're open. You know that's that that that's a consequence of the formation we're playing, and especially cohesively, we're not there yet. So, uh, realistically, I think that we have to choose between. Uh, I think that uh, realistically, yeah. Sorry, realistically, Danilo would go right back if they yeah. did that formation. I'm talking as what would uh, right. I was feeling, and I wouldn't put uh, Emiral. We put Bonucci, unfortunately. Because uh, I don't know what's so special about him, maybe because he's Italian, but uh, but he would put Borucci and Delict. Yeah. Uh, that's a problem as well. Uh, I think um, three center backs are needed because uh, one center one 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 good center back can do all the work, especially that the center backs are very vital in that formation. 
like you can easily pierce through them yeah so uh so uh, i think that uh maybe demiral should play not even demiral i don't uh, i actually okay Oh, here we go. <laughs> Hot take coming up, freshly served. Great, great potential. But he's not better than the rest. And he has the chance to become a really good player. But he still needs to get used to the way to always playing. Because I've seen him, he's made, he's made a lot of mistakes. A lot of silly mistakes he keeps committing. So I, have I think. I have a point to counter that him making mistakes. Okay. I think that since he plays, he's deployed on the as the right center back. He's got Quadrado covering his wing, sure. so literally he has nothing there. So he's yeah. usually getting, he's usually he's got the striker coming in behind him, and then he's got the winger coming down with him one v one because he's got nobody covering him. So it's like anytime somebody comes down that right wing at us, it's a two v one every time. Every time, you know, I, so it's like, you know, you, you can say he makes mistakes, but at the same time, if you put somebody there next to him that can play and that, that gets back, you know, that fixes most of the problems, you know. Uh, and, entirely, entirely. Well, I, I, I think a lot of defenders have made a lot of, like, uh, don't get me wrong, Delic's made mistakes, Demiral's made mistakes, Bonucci's made a lot of mistakes. Um Bonucci's out of the question. Bonucci so, should just, just get sucked. <laughs> it's not. It's like I'm trying to say. It's it's not surprising that we the way we're playing. It's not surprising that guys have made mistakes. I mean, it's it's just the. I actually got shit for it because that it was the same game that uh, Delic pinched and missed the header um, when um, who was it? Fucking was it Fering Varo's second game? Uh, he pinched. And he missed the ball, and then Danilo was on his ass. Uh, and then Ozuni scored there. And yeah. I, I called him out for it in the next game because that's when he pulled Dybala back after talking to the ref. And I said he should mind his he – should, we should worry about fucking getting the header instead of fucking talking to the captain who's talking to the ref. But anyways, um, yeah, I mean, they've all made mistakes. Again, that's just the nature of this formation and being offensively um, – higher up the pitch and, and pressing a little bit more. So, again, you're going to expect it. Don't, don't expect perfection playing this kind of way. You look at Barcelona, again, they've been – even when they've been really great, defensively they've been lacking a little bit. You know, you, you got to have those players uh, to sure up the back, but you're not always going to get there, right? It's not always going to be perfect. Yeah. No, I think I think uh, if, we, if, if we try to play Danilo at right back, and match him up alongside, you know, Demiral and Delic, yeah. and you know, maybe bring back Romero and have Romero switch out with the, uh, Demiral, and then you know, you maybe throw Alexandro at left back, you know, and swap him out with Bota when he's tired. Yeah, dude, I think that's the best way to go forward. I, I really think the four four two is like what this team is set up to do. Right. Because if you look at it, if you get somebody at right back, then you have a full back line that can work. Then you got two center mids in Rabio and McKenney that can go up and down. Right. You have plenty of people that can step in there, you know, if they get tired, you know, for a sub or whatever. You know, we got Bentancur, Arthur, you know, Ramsey that can come in, you know, and potentially, you know, help them out too if needed. And then we got two 
like really, really, really good wide players. Like I see everybody on Twitter like disrespecting Kulusevski, disrespecting Chiesa. Like they have no idea what they're talking about. Like these are two great wide players. Like these are two, yeah. some of the two like best like wide players in like Serie A bar like you know uh Hage from Milan and you know a few other guys that are just insane, you know. I really think that we really have two really good wide players. And I do think Ronaldo plays extremely well in a pair with Morata up top. Yeah. I think that is the best offensive lineup we could put forward. Like Ronaldo with Morata and then the two wide players out wide coming in and supporting them. Because if, if you look at it, I mean, like Dybala doesn't really fit into like that system. Like honestly, honestly, God, like no, I'm not laughing at you, man. I'm just looking at Mole. Like Mo, literally, Mo literally so every good. time he's like smart, <laughs> he's he's fucking killing me every time he does it. <laughs> no, like you gotta admit, like Morata and Ronaldo are gonna form like a crazy freaking partnership. Like I agree, I think, dude. I think they're like playing hand in hand. Like I think they're like it's gonna form like a Cristiano Ronaldo and Benzema partnership. Like. That's the type of player Ronaldo has always like played off of. If you if you look at it, I mean, if yeah. you look at it, Ronaldo's always had Benzema next to him, and he's always done the best when he has somebody like that next to him. You know, or Van Nistelrooy at United, or however you know Rooney at United, or however long you want to go back. Ronaldo's always playing with a really good center forward, okay, and that's yeah. when he's played the best. So who's gonna do that, Morata or DiBala? So yeah. you got and you know. When you put Morata in there, you know, you kind of see the team kind of working, you know. I think it really looks a lot better. The team the team looks a lot better. I hate to say it, but the team looks so much better without Dybala. And it's such a pain to say that. It's a pain to say that because I know Dybala is a good player, man. But I don't know. Just, I, I don't know what he's doing right now, man. I, he's got to figure it out, man. His time's running out, I think. His time's running out. Yeah. His team. Yeah, I think I think it was good. Well, I'll give you two minutes of rebuttal there. <laughs> it's like a debate. <laughs> two minutes rebuttal, clock on. Okay, let's go. Um, but no, I think I think with Dybala, it's I, I, I think in the last game he did show some signs. People kind of crucified me for like saying he had great movements, but whatever. Um go ahead, go ahead, Mo. <laughs> no, it's not it's not actually a debate. I'm sorry for cutting you off. I know I'm doing it often. Just no, no, go ahead, man. I love it. I love that you guys are contributing. Angel, what's going on? You awake over there? Oh, yeah, <laughs> actually, let, let, let Angel come. It's, it's like he's the, the, the third wheel, fourth wheel. <laughs> Facts, <laughs> go ahead, Angel. Uh, Angel is on Twitter. I'm actually. Huh? Oh, is he? Yeah, is is he shit talking on Twitter? He's like these fucking guys never let me talk. So. Angel, get off I'm not even on Twitter right now. I've seen him like uh, like a post ten minutes ago or something. That was ten minutes ago. He's got your notifications on, bro. <laughs> Go ahead, Angel. Yeah, um, like Dybala was doing really great when playing under Saudi, so I think we should bring him back, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Only for Dybala. Literally, literally yeah, like, UV Twitter is just ex- fucking exploded off, off of that comment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like 4-2-3-1 or like 4-3-3 and then like utilize everyone. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think you're right though because I think personally I think we'd look it's tough because we see how 
Well, I wouldn't say how well we've played because I think we've kind of played average for the most part. Like we've looked good in a lot of moments and it's nice that Ronaldo and Morata have been scoring, but I wouldn't say this team oh, hand and fist is, you know, playing spectacular, so to speak. You know, like there's been a lot of times where, you know, individual brilliance, Ronaldo stepping up and scoring has really saved our ass. And that's what has made the 4-4-2 look good again with some adjustments where we can get some actual players and actual fullback. Okay, maybe this thing works out perfectly. But that's I, I still think we're not 100% complete, in my opinion. Again, there's lots of time. But, Angelo, go ahead, buddy. Continue on as I cut um, you off. Also, um, like, I don't know what Pirlo's doing with uh, Kulusevsky. I think he's wasting him. <laughs> um, I think he, like, plays either right wing or, like, uh, number 10, right? Yeah. I don't think he's a number ten. I don't. I don't think any of those guys are number tens, to be honest. Oh, I thought I read Andrew somewhere. Spring, yeah. playing as a wing back. He's playing as a wing back, right? Yeah. I don't think it's like uh, the correct position he should be playing in. Okay, but let me cut you off for a second. Yeah. Like he's like he. He's not playing good because he has freaking Quadrado on his ass trying to overlap him all the time. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, that's back. Like, he's not a lot. Like, if you – I dude, okay, I'm, I'm from freaking Parma, okay? So, I watched, like, every Parma game the last, like, two seasons. So, I've watched this dude grow from, like, being a freaking nobody to, you know, having 20-plus goals and assists last season. So, mm-hmm. I've watched this dude play. Like, I know what he can do in Serie A. Like, this guy's freaking good. If you let this guy play in a counterattacking system, just leave him on the right wing. Dude, he can burn players, hook like, hook up play – you know, get, you know, get in dangerous positions, like, but he can't do that if his right back is constantly, like, above him or trying to get above him or if that's what the scheme of the team is, is having a, a wing back that's going to, like, overlap your winger. Yeah, true. Then, you're, like, you're in no man's land over there. I think, I think like, he should, I think he should be moved to winger. He shouldn't play wing back. Yeah, he should, should, he should. I agree. Because a wing back's job is also to go back and defend. That's not his job. Exactly. He thinks it's offense. I think what happened was we we've ahead, seen some really good performances um, that I've really I can't remember what game it was now, but I was harping on it a lot in past podcasts. But he it literally went from Allegri ball to just cross in for about twenty minutes, and then Kulusevski on his own just decided, you know what, fuck this, I'm gonna cut into the middle, and then we started playing through the middle, and it completely changed the whole fucking game. And did not get like people were not saying. I think Ronaldo scored in that game, so everyone thought he was the man of the match. I completely disagree. Kulusevski dominated and literally changed the tide of of how we were actually playing in that game. I agree. I think there's been a lot of people criticizing him for for reasons that you know. Again, if he's if he had a bad game, well, a lot of players have had bad bad games. I mean, they don't harp on you harp people harp on it because he's a young player and he's supposed to come and you know. Uh, make miracles out of nothing but I, I would have to say he's when he's been on and when he's started I don't see him as a sub personally uh, I, think, I, I know I, th- I think he's got to heat up he, he's got to get the engine going a little bit for the first 10 minutes and when he comes in with 20 minutes by the time that 10 minutes is gone you're at like five ten minutes left in the game and it's not enough so I think he's kind of got he's got to get a feel for the game I find when he's come on sometimes his touch isn't there but um again he's got to improve on that a lot of players got to improve on lots of things but um i i think 
he's very valuable on that right hand. The only unfortunate thing is we have Chiesa, who's also really good on the right hand side. So that's going to be it's going to be difficult. Let's see if it works. If this formation is correct for the next game against Genoa, if Chiesa can can still be you know influential on the left hand side, let's see what happens. But anyways, uh, uh, I just wanted to say. Uh... I'm cu- I, the reason I keep cutting you off, all of you, is because I think you finish your sentence. When you finish oh, your sentence, yeah. but then you continue talking. Get so, uh, Mo, it's okay, bro. Oh yeah, man, bro. Like the, I'm not offended. If I if I was, I would just mute you all the time. <laughs> I got those powers, buddy. <laughs> uh, you know, I've never seen anybody hating Kolozewski except one guy. Anto. Ruben. <laughs> Ruben, bro. Ruben is a fucking hater, bro. Ruben is a hater. Let's bro. just shout out to Ruben, though, because I mean, come on, man. Like, we could have had you on. I, I know he does. I don't know what it is. If he if he's scared of the hate or what, but come on, buddy. We got to get you on. We got to get you on. Ruben is, very, Ruben is very anti anything Spanish and extremely anti anything Italian or coming like from Italy. <laughs> So anytime you got a product, anytime you got some kind of like youth player or like young up and coming player in Serie A, he'll instantly shit on him and be like, "Oh my God, did you see what Ferran Torres did in La Liga? He's so good." <laughs> and it's like, dude, if Kulusevski's name was Ferran Torres and if he was Spanish playing in La Liga, you'd be saying the same thing. <laughs> like, but his name, but he's but he's Swedish and his last name is Kulusevski, so people are gonna be like, "Oh, he's shit. Oh, what? Who is this guy? You know, whatever." But like. That's the typical, like, Twitter attitude. Like, people don't know what they're talking about. Like, if you see this guy play, he's a natural. He's a natural. I think he should be starting every game. I really do. I would agree. I would agree. That's that's his strongest. That's his strongest. He should be starting, and that's how he gets into the game. Yeah. Yeah, But, I I mean, he he came on as a sub and scored a game winner. So, I mean – you know, it's he, he can do it all. I think. I think he's he's a really good player. Yeah. He should be more playing time in the team. So, I like that he's starting against Genoa. I think that's somebody that he did really well against Genoa last year. He scored some crazy goals against Genoa last year for Parma. So I think uh, maybe he'll get it going this game. You know, and uh, but I would like to see Morata starting instead of Dybala. Don't shoot me, but. <laughs> <laughs> I really think that the lineup would be perfect if we just had Morata instead of Dybala. But, you know, I don't mind seeing Dybala play. Hopefully he, get, he can get a couple goals. He can get something going. He can start heating up and head into the winter break, you know, feeling yeah. kind of good about himself so he can kind of, like, get his mojo back because, well, look, you know, we're not going to be successful. We're not going to be successful if we have Dybala playing like this the whole season, you know. Yeah. If he ever, if he ever gets his mojo back, he's going to be 10 times a player Morata's. And that's a Buddy, I hope so. I'm praying every day something like that happens. <laughs> like, trust me. Like, well, I, I think this is, the, this is the opportunity. I didn't do the preview yet, but I think you know one of the points of it. Like, Genoa's got a lot of players out. Like a lo- like they have six, seven players out, and I think that's kind of the reason. Like, they don't have Perin in Marchetti as well, so you're probably gonna get a youth product in goal. But he'll probably turn into like uh, prime Buffon as they all do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. I think there's definitely the opportunity to run this score up uh, tomorrow uh, on the road, but we'll see what happens. It's, you know, Juve in Juve fashion will do what they uh, do, right, after a big game. So, yeah, I mean, I read a few like promising stats, but, you know, it's just, it doesn't matter. But I mean, I read that Ronaldo scored 
against teams from Genoa every time he's played against them. So that means Sampdoria yeah. and Genoa. So that's kind of a promising stat. You know? Ronaldo seems to really get his best against teams uh, from Genoa. So we'll see. And uh, Dybala, last time we played Genoa in Genoa, he scored that crazy volley. So something to look out for. Something to look out for, you know. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully it's a good game for us and, uh, you know, we can get uh, three points and uh, start making our way back to the top where we belong. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think I think the team will do well, you know. I like the player selection, so, you know, I think we'll have a lot to offer. I don't think it'll be one of those games like the Benevento game where yeah. everyone's on their seat, you know. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It's Juve. We know how <laughs> we know. We know. We know. We know. We know. How it goes. Um, Mo, you got anything, boss? Uh, no, nothing. Nothing else. So is, there, is there anything you guys want to talk about? That's all for me. That's my list kind of run through. Is there anything you want to bring up? You know, Twitter. You want to bring up, you know, fucking football. I fucking got killed and, and some guy didn't have three players uh, start. We're out and I got fucking shellacked because, you know, Ben Hill of uh, fucking New Orleans killed my ass. But, actually, there's actually something I want to ask you. It's Go ahead, boss. But it's not about uh, Juventus. Uh, you see what happened uh, between Istanbul and PSG, right? Yeah, exactly. That's that's a good topic to bring up, actually. Um, forgot about that. But yeah, go ahead, man. What's your opinion? Do you think Look, you I, think I, think, um, I think once, you know, everybody's really quick to judge in the moment uh, until the actual facts come out. And then, I mean, again, I... I some people have said they've confirmed it. I don't know. I haven't really looked into it too much deeper than a lot of people confirming it that have check marks. Uh, the secondary commentary that was said. Um, I mean, if you call someone a gypsy from Romania, I think that's very disrespectful. Um, because that's... Like, for example, right now, the four of us, okay? All of you are like, you guys, you guys, you all of you are in... Uh, uh, We're all WAPs. <laughs> basically so if somebody's watching somebody's watching the podcast and uh somebody like like somebody's watching this podcast yeah and he doesn't know my name but he wants to say something about me and he says the arab guy i'm not gonna get offended yeah he doesn't know my name and uh, uh he's he's not he he asks he's not gonna describe my characteristics you know so in a team full of white people like saying the black guy there's nothing wrong with it yeah, I think again it's a cultural thing too, right? You know, you look at my my last name is Lo Negro, right? So throughout high school, throughout throughout high school, like literally, you know, if you're from wherever in Africa, they come out, oh, that's a sick last name, man. I wish that was my last name, but whatever, right? And I'm like, dude, like I'm like, <laughs> okay, is it? Do you like the do you like the word? Do you not like the word? What is it? But like. That's not the point. Again, like black and Italian nero. I mean, if that's what you again, if there's four guys that are Turkish and one guy is black, that's gonna be the defining if you don't know who the fuck it is, like you said, that's gonna be the defining feature. If he actually dropped an end bomb and was like, Okay, that's that's another story. But as a descriptive, you know, in the moment, okay. Who was the guy that said whatever he's been calling us a gypsy all game or whatever the hell it was? Again, 
if he's like, yeah, it was that guy with the black jacket or that that guy with that guy who was black. I I don't see how he used it in a the, the connotation wasn't there as like a slur. You know what I mean? Like when you're saying you're calling a guy that you know is obviously Romanian a gypsy, you know the connotation is that you're using it as a slur. You're not using it. And I know someone made the argument, well, he might not know that gypsy's a well then why would you use gypsy? You would only know the guy's Romanian, you know. Actually, no. In the midst, uh, in the midst argument while they were arguing, he actually he actually told the referee, uh, would you like it if I call you a gypsy? And he already called him a gypsy. Oh. So that's that's hypocrisy basically. Well, it is. I, th- I think cancel culture jumps on anything. And actually, that was one of the things I wrote down at the end, like another topic. I think cancel culture, you know, I it was it was funny. Drew didn't come on, which is unfortunate. But apparently, what did he get banned for again? 12 hours, he was gone. <laughs> yeah, he why? Photo Jack Grealish, what's wrong with it? No, he, he was dying that woman who's naked. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's what. That's funny. <laughs> you know, Fuck, no, man. Danny, you should meet Sean. There's this guy, Tosa Delecht. I don't know if you know him. His name okay. is Sean. <laughs> you should meet him. It's probably the most, you know, he's like the extreme Trump supporters. Okay, so I get along with him then. <laughs> Bro, he's yeah, retarded. Might, might, be, might be a little much even for you. <laughs> well there you go i mean there's 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 us there's a spectrum to this there's two, yeah. two ends in the middle so uh yeah that's funny he's also a movie fan but he's anti-dibala not like angelo he actually hates <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna hold on to that forever angelo hey eh? <laughs> well, one bad thing and now you're a you're a you're a dibala hater now so i think uh, I join think the club uh, yeah. In terms of Dybala, uh, right now he's on bad form, so I hope uh, hopefully he uh, he actually uh, gets the chance. Oh, but what are, what are these? Before we get off of that the incident, what do you guys think about what what had happened? Uh, we I wouldn't let you guys say so. Either Angelo or or, or Max, uh, whoever wants to take that. It's a good point. Is it real? I mean, I don't know. Was was there video footage of it coming out, Mohammed? Yeah, I posted it on my thread. There's okay, I got to check it out then. But it's Romanian, but uh, uh, the guy on the YouTube video was translating it. Well, can you trust that guy? <laughs> ask, ask any Romanian guy. It's true, right? I mean, but if only hey, Mo, Mo, if only Roger was here, he could translate for us. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, uh, man. Roger, Roger got banned for. Uh, uh, he's for banned for life. Wait, he got banned because he said that term isn't racist. That's why he got banned. Hold on. Nah, but I mean, this whole situation was kind of strange because, you know, at first you got the whole victim thing with Wimble yeah. saying people, yeah, many, many. you know, somebody, you know, a referee called him, you know, whatever word may have been said, which, you know, obviously upset a lot of people because, you know, right. if that was the situation, then it would be pretty upsetting for a referee to go out and just oh, call yeah. a player that, you know, that would be extremely upsetting. Or fourth official. Exactly. Yeah, it was a fourth official. So, I mean, and then and then you got all this other stuff coming out, you know, this back and forth. And then, you know, if you think about it, you call a Romanian a gypsy, or as we call it in Italian, a zingaro. Yeah. I mean, that is like... That's it's pretty like, well that's known. 
that's like yeah. saying like that's like saying the n-word you know yeah you know it's yeah. that disrespectful it's, like, it's like calling an arab a terrorist and then uh it's, it's not like something nice you know no not, not at all like, actually no in my opinion uh i'm going off topic but like if my friends they call me that as a joke you know i don't, I don't mind actually racist jokes between my friends yeah i know they don't but uh anyway i'm going back to the topic but yeah basically you can't just it's just it's just it's something it happens a lot you curse at somebody like you say something racist then you overreact just so and just so everybody can forget what you said and everybody can side with you so i think that's what he did he he, he called and killed the romanian guy a gypsy then all the romanian guy did was say the black guy so he overreacted he started saying you're being racist and stuff just so people can focus on uh, on the referee and not yeah. focus on so yeah yeah, no, like uh, like Max was saying, I mean, it's pretty well known when you, you know, if you talk to anyone in Europe, they'll be like, if you, if you mention, you know, gypsies, where they come from, like a lot of people will say like Romania is like, that's where they come from, even though, you know, gypsies have been, you know, all around or, or located all around Europe. Um, and again, it's just, a, it's a negative connotation. It's, it's something that's, you know unfortunate that's been said multiple times and again like like i said you you wouldn't use that in a sentence if you didn't know it was a slur <laughs> like there's no real you exactly. you wouldn't associate those two things if if uh if you didn't know what it mean I mean, if you didn't know what it meant no no webo knew what he was doing oh, i think yeah. and then obviously devolved into something completely different and you know, it's just unfortunate that these yeah. things are still going on in the game, back and forth. Yeah. So, and if, if it really is Weibo that started it with the insult towards the referee, then I think, I mean, and then he co- and then he goes back and hides behind, you know, the fact that the referee yeah. called him something back. I mean, dude, you're a coward. Like, you're a coward, first of all, and you should be banned for the game for life for initiating something like that, too. Well, yeah, because you don't know who to believe anymore. Then you know. Then it's. What? What? I mean, it it has no part in the game. It has no part in the game. You know, and even even as an assistant, how are you going to set that example? Well, yeah. Rest of your team. Like uh, the rest of your team. Like, come on, man. Also, in terms of racism, like, like the other like other football clubs joined in. They were siding with Weibo, and they were saying no to racism, but. Is racism, does racism only exist on uh, on black people? It exists on Arabs, Asians, white people. Oh, of course, also it does, there's a lot of white uh, people racism. By the way, like, I would agree. Uh, I mean, look, um... they use the term "oh," but you were enslaving us. Okay, the white people were enslaving you ten thousand years ago. They're not alive anymore. I mean, and hold on, even white people have been enslaved. Like, no one mentions yeah. that. Like, yeah. in Europe, exactly. in, around the Barbary, like, you know, in and around the Mediterranean, you know, like, people would get fucking taken, and, and, and that's it. Like, uh, you know, almost almost a reference, like, the gladiator, like, what happened? Like, he gets fucking taken, and then he gets put into slavery, and then obviously, well, it's a movie, right? But, like, that shit was going on. Like, it's not like one group was doing it to another. I mean, sure, over a certain amount of time, yes, Um Africans have been taken as slaves. There's no doubt. There's no denying that. There's no saying saying it didn't happen. It's happened. But at the end of the day, you know, when I, I, I think people try and 
the people that are trying to use this as like a card really either don't want to work hard in life or they want to use it as some kind of excuse to get off from the failures they've had because again that's all you can do when you're a lazy person i mean you look at italians uh coming to america canada um whether that be after you know in the great depression or uh, you know the the early immigration years we were on the second peg right above african americans or canadians like italians got just as much discrimination against them as exactly (laughs) so they were second-rate citizens and i mean people think you know speaking of columbus day and i know a lot of people get shit for this and i don't know if you guys know or not but you probably do but um it wasn't named columbus day to honor columbus it was named columbus day to honor 11 italians who were hung in new orleans because uh I, I believe they thought that these italians were you know they set fire to i can't remember exactly it was either they set fire to a building or they were they were st- they were accused of stealing stuff which was clearly not true and by the time they found it they were lynched by a mob and again that's why columbus day happens it has nothing to do with christopher columbus they named it off because he's the most prominent italian that again if you want to say he discovered, you know, the, the new world or, or whatever. That's why they used it as... But again, that month, I believe it's in October, correct? Uh, Italian yeah. Heritage Month? Yes, it is. That's why Columbus Day takes place. And people go, oh, well, look what they did to the First Nations. It has nothing to do with the First Nations, okay? No. That holiday no. has nothing to do with Columbus. Uh, they could name it after any other prominent Italian. And again, then you would have some other narrative to go off of. But again, like I said, I'm not crying and saying, oh, all Italians are, you know, we were discriminated against, so give us some money. Like, that's really what it comes down to. Italians were different. You know, they started, you look at a Bank of America, that was Bank of Italy at one point, started in San Francisco. Italians through history, you know, we put a chip on our shoulder and we go to work and we fight through it. And yeah, you know, sometimes we get shit for it, but whatever. I mean, I'm not saying we're perfect humans either. Everybody's prejudiced. Okay. Every, you know, sometimes you've made fun of, you said a joke, you've said this, we've all done it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna bullshit. And again, with your friends, it's different. You're joking around it, but you know, the, you know, the intention uh, of what you're saying. And obviously the person knows. And if not, you go to the person and you say, Hey buddy, like that, that offended me. And then usually gets cleared up. Like, People don't have a problem with that. Uh, I, I think in this new media age, people think like everybody's an asshole trying to be racist all the time. You know, people are good people. Good, yeah, yeah good people yeah. are good people. So Definitely. there was a huge uh, amount of racism towards Italians, and when when COVID struck them, yes, there like, was. Everybody was happy. They're like, yes, Italians are dying because all of them hate black people and whatever. Well, actually, like, okay, there was some racism in Italy. That's true. There's racism in every country. There's also exactly. racism in Italy. <laughs> but people were celebrating that. That's just because uh, of a few assholes. So, you, you know, no, you, you'd be I a good person I, and that's it. I think the funny part is most of the people making fun of Italians being racist were Americans and English people. <laughs> how can you, how can you as an American make fun of somebody else with the history you have for being racist? You have a history, a modern, the only country with a modern history of systemized slavery as an American, and you're now making fun of other people for, for things like that. Like, you got to be out of your mind, dude. Like, 
you you must not know where you come from, bro. Like, yeah, it's this again. This is the most racist America. country I've ever visited. The United States of America. I swear to you. I swear to you. What did you just say, Mo? <laughs> I just caught that under. What did you say? Say it again, buddy. <laughs> oh, wait, what? You didn't hear that? You guys didn't hear that? <laughs> no, we <did>. <laughs> It's not my home. I'm Canadian, so it doesn't it's not, you're not offending me. Yeah, no, it, it actually just means death to American policy, not the people. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but like, seriously, seriously, though, it's like most of the people like saying these things, you know, are like Americans or like English people. And it's like you as a country and as a people have systematically put people in these conditions the most. And now you want to make fun of like other countries for supposedly yes. being the most rate you know what I, like what are you talking about you have the richest history of racism in the world yeah you gotta acknowledge that before you try to shit on somebody else and you know what something else i want to talk about real quick all the people on twitter that want to say oh Serie A is the most racist league they got the most and <laughs> no they don't not even close bro not even bro they're throwing bananas at people in spain like at yeah. Danny Alden. you go to england there's people, people like at the Millwall game, people, the, the players were kneeling for the Black Lives Matter 30 seconds uh, silence before the game. The whole, the whole stadium was booing. The whole stadium. The, 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 the limited capacity people at the last Millwall game, every single one of them was booing. Every single one of them was booing. And then you got Premier League fans and Premier League, the famous Premier League analysts that, that are verified on Twitter saying, oh, Syria eyes needs to take initiative. They're so bad. Their fans are terrible. I'm like, dude, look at yourself. Check yourself, yeah. Check yourself, bro. What are you talking about? Like, y'all are out, like, people gotta think before they come. Like, they tweet and stuff, man. It's. I think. I think it's. I think Syria is extremely, extremely disrespected by like other fan bases. Oh I'm yeah. Not sure, I'm not sure why, but people really have a thing about like down about downing like Syria fans or like Italian Syria fans. Four stars. That's why. Always four stars, man. Like Always. literally. Always. Like you, you look at England. They started the fucking game, <laughs> <laughs> and they could only win their own tournament. <laughs> yeah, and and they won their own tournament. Why? Why did they win their own tournament? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? why, why, why? I have a lot of English. Fr- I got some English friends. I don't want to disrespect. <laughs> I've lost an, I've lost enough fans the past five days. Yeah, so we don't, we don't want to do you know. Uh, I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to upset anybody. Upset anybody, but you know, you look at the facts and they're like, I mean. Well, and then they're going on Mar- Maradona too about the hand of God. Oh God! It's like <laughs> let it go, bro. Let it go. <laughs> God, God bless that man for doing that. By the way. Oh, let it go. We went from uh, we went from Juve to the Istanbul PSG game to racism. To history. Oh, why not? Well, actually, you know what the funny thing is? So me me and, uh, well, fuck, I wish Anto was here because we would have talked about it a little bit, the fucking bastard. He ruined the opportunity. But anyways, yeah. we're going to have a live show on Saturday night. It's going to be called the Saturday Night Shit Show. And it's going to be about everything, politics, sports, you know, Champions League, different leagues, uh, music, whatever, pop culture. And we're just going to fucking shoot the shit. And hopefully we can get some good some guests like you guys on to, to come join us. Uh, oh, yeah, all the time, man. And we can change the times. It doesn't necessarily need to be at night. 
um, but it'll definitely be on Saturdays and uh, just to keep going on uh, on what I've been working on and I've wanted to do a live show for a while. I finally got the logistics down. We're going to do a Q&A on Saturday. So join if you guys do want to, uh, just to chat yeah. and talk some Juve and maybe talk a little bit about, about post-Juve Genoa. Um, I just want to test out the mechanics of this new program. So it's going to be the one before uh, the one before we get officially looking at the uh, UCL draw. That's going to be tomorrow, I believe, at 9 p.m. So if you guys want to check it out, check it out. Much better. Keep this Juventina back to black and white for Juventus only. Yeah. And create a new channel for uh, your new program. That's what I think. Oh, yeah. No, we're just going to talk about whatever's on our mind, whatever the fuck's going on. So um, okay. let's uh, let's see what I, in the world of football, in the world, well, in life in general. And uh, we'll see who we can bring on. We'll see, we'll see who can we can unmask. Because apparently he's going to be wearing a mask, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, we're going to get him. Where he, I told him, he said he's got to fucking wear something. He's got to be fucking face-to-face. So. I've been pressuring him to fucking... <laughs> I, got him, I got him on fucking Instagram. I don't know why. Yeah. So. I've seen, I've seen his face. Now, now everybody in the comments is going to be like, what's his Insta? What's his Insta? <laughs> <laughs> you got to pay for that kind of... Uh, uh, that's not for free. Yeah, that's not for free. He looks like Luigi, but there you go. It's it's his twin. We brought on his twin. But yeah, no, uh, yeah boys, um, that's all I got. Like I said, unless you want to bring up anything final, um, we'll get into actually. Uh, since you've never been on the show um, uh, at Luigi, uh, we'll get your best moment. Um, Either your best UV moment, if you've been to the stadium, uh, that kind of experience, if you've met any players, the floor is yours, All right. man. All right. So, you know, being the proud Italian person that I am and being born there and having a lot of family there, when they won the World Cup in 2006, you know, I was there. I was in Italy. I was only about, you know, 10 years old. But, damn, you know, I'll, I'll never – ever 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 forget that moment you know italy winning the world cup was something that you know has never i don't know i don't know if it can be be by anything you know as a sports fan as an italian as a soccer fan you know i don't even know if uve winning a sia like a champions league i haven't i've never seen it you know i've never even yeah. seen it you know i don't you know it was just so crazy you know being in italy and everything everybody was you know it's like the first time like I've been to Italy ever and everybody just like came together and everybody was like friends and nobody was like, Oh, you fucking inter fan, yeah. <laughs> fucking Roma, you know, fuck this, you know, that motherfucker, you know, nah, dude, yeah. everybody, everybody was as happy as like one, you know, as one. So I, that was like a really special moment. You know, I got to live, you know, as a, as an Italian, obviously I'll, I'll never forget that, but um, as a Juve fan, I think the best moment, would have to be, I think, last year's Scudetto, man. Last year's, really? Okay. The last year's Scudetto was, I don't know why, but it was so satisfying for me on, like, a different level than, like, other things before. I don't know why. I don't know if it was all the people talking, all the haters. Yeah. I don't know what, but it made it so much better to just win another one. I don't care if it was a ninth one. Like, it, matter, it mattered a lot to me, you know. And uh, I think it, like, 
it really told people that like, you know, we're always going to be serious. Like we're always for real. Like we're always here to play. Like we're not, you know, even if we have a bad season or, or shit's going down in our team, or if we got a coach like Sarri, who's fucking not even getting along with, not even speaking to the players, like we're always going to be like in there. So you, you really got to bring it up the notch to, to, to beat us. So it, it really made me happy to be a Juve fan, you know? So That's awesome. Well, I think to talk, to like add on to that, I think, it came to the point where we started believing that we could actually win it. And then it was like, fuck everybody. We're going to win this just to fucking make you guys look like absolute <laughs> yeah. losers. So, yeah. cause I like, at the beginning, I think everyone was like the first like three quarters of the season. Everyone was like, fuck, we're going to lose this. We're actually going to give this fucking streak up. And then once we got ahead, it was like, Oh shit. Fuck all the haters. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> fuck all the haters and that's what it really i mean sure there's some people who, who didn't feel like celebrating because they thought it was shit and whatever i completely understand that but yeah no i think it, it was just a complete mentality change uh three quarter and then about 2006 i think for me have a perfect kind of you know unfortunately i wasn't in italy that would have been sick so i'm, I'm jealous oh, of you cool. being there that's unreal man but i was there for the 20 when the fuck was it? 2016 Euros. And yeah, I know exactly how you feel, man. Like I was in Rome uh, at Roma S. Shout out if you've ever been to that mall. Um, but literally they would have the game set up there because I didn't really know where to go. My uh, my mom's uncle is from like a smaller town kind yeah. of on the outskirts of, of Rome, right? Like kind of a suburb, if you want to call yeah. it. Um, so we're kind of figuring out where to go watch and we watched the Spain Italy game on my birthday. Now I was contemplating going, but you know, it just the money didn't work out. The money wise, it was going to be expensive, and it was tough to really find a ticket. So it would have been cool to go on my birthday, fly to Paris, and then you know watch the game live. But next best thing was in a mall in Italy, and you know at the beginning it was like, okay, maybe there's not going to be that many people. I swear, within like five minutes of kickoff. This mall was like, I think it was like right beside, if I remember correctly, it was right beside the food court. This fucking place was rocking, man. And then by the time 45 minutes rolled around, I swear to God, this was like a fucking curva or something because literally (laughs) I could not see, like I, we were like, I was like, I got to be front row. Like I'm not missing a fuck. Like if I'm behind someone, I'm going to be pissed off. So I literally like we're either front row or second row, whatever the fuck it was. I look back and I literally like it's a swarm. Like, I don't know if it was every mall worker came out to fucking see everyone who was shopping that day was literally just was like, stop it, we gotta watch the game. And when Killini scored that first goal, like literally, I thought the mall jumped. And then when we when Pele finished it at the end, holy shit, man. Like, I've never seen a place erupt that like even some of the places that I've watched with you know family in Calgary. Uh, the room's been pretty packed, but I swear, not never on that level. It was unbelievable. And like I said, I'm in a freaking shopping mall, man. Like, I didn't, I could not believe it. So I know how you feel. I, I think it's such an unbelievable. And again, like I said, 2006 was such an iconic moment. Uh, I, I swear I was at some, uh, I believe it was my cousin's birthday party at uh, at this like water slide place. And they had this little fucking tube TV, like tiny and we're like, we got to put the game on, got to put the game on. And literally when fucking Grosso s- scored, like literally kids, like white kids, brown kids, like fucking, they didn't even know what the fuck was going on. We're literally selling 
this goal and it was such an unbelievable uh unbelievable experience and then obviously the final i mean what can yeah. you say about that right um, oh, I was the food, so I missed the conversation. What did you guys talk about? <laughs> what did he say? He missed the combo. <laughs> oh, you I love this group. Much. You, didn't, you didn't miss much. <laughs> you didn't miss much, bro. It's all good. It's all good. We're just about to wrap. So, guys, like I said earlier, drop a comment, drop a question. Uh, I really like to interact with you guys. It, it's 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 a lot of fun. We're gonna get obviously the Q and A. We're gonna talk on on Sunday night, 9 p.m. At 4 a.m. my time, or I want to say 12, so noon European time is when the draw heads down. I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get a live stream going there, and we got a lot of podcasts to do. I want to thank you guys for coming on. Thank you, Muhammad. Thanks, Angelo. Thanks, Max. <laughs> um, it's been a lot of fun, guys. And uh, again, you know where to follow YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast. Again. Drop a sub, please, if you can. And I don't know if Zoom's going to allow how long this is going to take to do to if Zoom's going to even allow. We're somehow two hours, 16 minutes still recording and I haven't paid a dime. So let's see how that works out. But we're going to get this. We're going to try and get this out to you as quick as possible. Um, but as always, guys, fino alla fine, forza Juventus. Ciao, ciao. Thank you for watching. Peace.